In today's episode of Comments Over Coffee, we're talking about what to do if your YouTube channel isn't growing, or more so, I should say, some things to consider if your YouTube channel isn't growing, if you're not getting the view counts that you like, if you're not getting the subscriber count that you had hoped that you would get, if you're not getting the engagement that you would like, we're going to talk about you know what the problem is and just some things that you need to consider if you're not getting any activity at all on your YouTube channel. So grab your cup tumbler mug because we're starting right now. Welcome to Comments Over Coffee, where you'll learn how to get better at YouTube and online video over a cup of coffee. Pour a cup for your host, Nick Nimmin. If this is your first time here, I do want to let you know that the comments that you hear on this show are pulled from the form on the commentsovercoffee.com website. So if you have a question about what it is that you are doing on YouTube, head over to commentsovercoffee.com, put your question in the form there. And as long as it's not something that I've answered here before, I will go ahead and get it in the queue. I also want to let you know that I have a website called bestcreatortools.com and at bestcreatortools.com it actually has listings of all of the different things that I use for my YouTube channel, all the things that I recommend to content creators, the editing software, the screen recording software, the live streaming stuff, um, basically all the things that you need for your YouTube channel. You can find all of that at bestcreatortools.com. Now, our question today actually doesn't come from the form. The reason I'm talking about this today is because I think it's something that a lot of people need to hear, and it's also something that I saw three times today um, on three different places. One of them was a direct message, um, another one was on the YouTube community forum, and another one was in one of my YouTube comments. And that question is, my YouTube channel isn't growing, and I don't know why. That I don't know why part is the reason that I wanted to talk about this today. But if your channel isn't growing, if we just start getting right into the content here, if your channel isn't growing, um, it usually comes down to a content issue or a discovery issue. A content issue is when the content that you're putting out is just not up to par. Um, you know, it's just you're not able to keep people watching or you're not able to get people to click on what it is that you're doing. And on the discovery side, that means your title and your thumbnail are not, or the topic itself, are not um, either grabbing attention or they're just not things that people care about in general in terms of the topic. So to put this into a real life practice, one example that I like to give with this one is, you know, you'll see lots of videos out there where it's like, you know, my trip to the mall, or it'll be like a game like, you know, uh, Grand Theft Auto uh, Let's Play or Grand Theft Auto, uh, you know, uh, live stream or something like that. And the issue that you have in, in some of these cases is that when you are doing things like, you know, my trip to the mall, well, unless your thumbnail is really good and makes people think like, oh, they must have had something crazy happen on their trip to the mall. And unless you had something crazy happen on your trip to the mall, then in that case, you know, discovery might be a problem because if let's say an established channel, let's say somebody that vlogs like Casey Neistat as an example, and I'll just use him because a lot of people know who he is. Let's say he or another famous YouTuber puts out a video called My Trip to the Mall. Well, by default, YouTube has a ton of data on the people that interact with that channel. And since they have a lot of data on who interacts with that channel, the system knows that if we show it to these people, there's a really good chance that those people are going to enjoy this content based on their history with this content creator and or other creators like them when they put out content like this. 
So because of that, larger channels have that advantage of having that, you know, catalog of users, so to speak, that YouTube knows how those people interact so that they can know the right people to show it to. And based on that, then, you know, the people they show it to, maybe they have Casey Neistat in the thumbnail and it makes, you know, because, you know, if you're a fan of him, then that makes them click just because Casey Neistat is in the thumbnail and they know that if they click on that, that his trip to the mall, there's going to be something interesting along the way or his, the way that he tells the story about his trip to the mall. It's all going to be interesting enough to where people know that if they love Casey, they're going to click on it. They're going to watch his trip to the mall and they're going to love it. They're going to watch it all the way to the end, probably click on something else and watch another one of his videos just because they love it. And because of that, he can get away with doing that sort of thing. Whereas a new YouTube content creator, unless something epic happened on the trip to the mall that they can highlight or something happened on their trip to the mall that they can showcase in their thumbnail, just having a title of my trip to the mall, it's just not a discoverable piece of content. That's why content creators who make content like I do, you know, around like, you know, how to get views on YouTube and just how to, you know, thrive as a content creator. Um, you know, those of us that make that type of content, that's why we're always mentioning things like, you know, keywords and using keywords or keyword phrases and what it is that you're doing. Now, keep in mind, you know, if you're really good at getting people to click and if you are making epic videos, you don't have to use that sort of thing because if you're going, if you're an entertainment channel um, or let's say that you're doing a challenge channel and you are, you know, just making this epic basketball shot from, you know, a mile away and you're shooting a basketball through a cannon and you're getting it through the rim well that's an epic piece of content and the way that that would be packaged in the thumbnail and all that like that's interesting right it's interesting it's epic something you know crazy is happening so because of that that type of content you don't necessarily need to include like a keyword or keyword phrase or anything like that because the actual subject matter of the video itself is epic enough to carry the weight but if you are just getting started on youtube and you're not making that type of content, or if that's just not the type of content that you make, then just a, you know, my trip to the mall, it's not going to necessarily cut the mustard. Uh, so, you know, without a better way to say that, it's not going to necessarily cut the mustard um, in terms of, you know, getting people to click on that at a high rate. And then once they come into the video itself, like what's happening there, right? Like what's happening in the actual video content that makes your trip to the mall worthy of, someone else's time or a lot of other people's time that they're going to spend watching that video, right? So those are some things that you have to consider when it comes to the discoverability side and also how that blends into the content side. But I got a whole list of things that we're going to go through here. Um, so some other things that you should keep in mind is that, you know, YouTube is hard. Like, you know, there's no way that you can say, oh, well, YouTube's just a walk in the park. It's super easy. You know, if somebody's never uploaded anything to YouTube before, they've never, never done anything online before, they're going to be able to just come onto YouTube and crush it. Um, unfortunately, you know, it doesn't work that way. Like, you know, YouTube involves a lot of skills and, just like if you were to, you know, start a fitness program or start playing an instrument, there's a learning curve that comes along with it. So the very first thing that I wanted to talk about and just bring, you know, awareness to is that YouTube, even though a lot of people um, attach this, you know, magical side to YouTube in terms of like, you know, oh, if I just upload content that I'm passionate about, everything's going to be great. Unfortunately, it just doesn't work that way. Like you have to put up content that you're passionate about, but you also have to put up content that other people are going to enjoy. You know, one thing that I like to mention to people is, you know, if, if you're uploading content to YouTube 
and you don't care about, you know, other people watching it, then that's cool. You know, you can just upload it to YouTube and not complain about not getting views or subscribers or anything like that. But if you are asking the question of, you know, hey, I want my channel to grow, I want people to interact with this and all that, then it shifts the entire thing from I'm just uploading, you know, this content to uh, to YouTube just to kind of have the archive or whatever, and I don't care if people watch it. As soon as you start asking about views and subscribers and likes and comments and you know, all of that stuff that, you know, we as content creators care about, as soon as you start walking into that um, arena, so to speak, then all of a sudden you have to start thinking of, well, if I want people to respond to this, if I want people to like it, if I want people to comment, if I want people to subscribe, if I want to get those views, then now it goes from I'm just making content that I'm passionate about to I'm making content that I'm passionate about for other people that are also interested in these things that I'm interested in or, you know, the way that I like to present content. So it changes the dynamic of just putting up stuff that I like to now I'm putting out content that, uh, that, that other people need to enjoy in order for me to succeed on the platform. So you have to kind of just adjust your mindset there and not look at it from the perspective of like, hey, I'm just going to upload whatever I want um, just because I enjoy it to, okay, I'm making content for an audience. Therefore, I need to make sure that one, that audience is defined. Two, I need to also make sure that with every video that I publish that I'm trying to keep that audience in mind and trying to make this for them as well as, you know, putting out content that you are proud of and that you enjoy making content about. Um, another thing that I want to mention on this list is that it's common for content creators to upload a lot of videos in order to understand what their audience wants from them and to develop the skill sets that are required in order to do all this stuff. So, you know, like one of the things when it comes to YouTube is that, you know, we have to do all of the things and we have to do them all well in order to get the exposure that we're after. And, you know, part of the journey of developing those skills is making content. If you're not making content, you're not uploading videos, then you don't give yourself the opportunity to develop those skills because you're not actively doing anything, right? So if you upload, you know, one time per month, then your skill development is most likely going to be slower than somebody that uploads, you know, three times per week, because they're going to have all of this experience cranking out all these videos and experimenting with what works, what doesn't work, what their audience likes, what their audience doesn't like. These parts of the video kept people watching, these parts didn't, and so on. They're going to be able to get all of that so much faster. Now, with that said, that doesn't mean that you can't upload one time per month and do awesome, because you can. But what I'm saying is that in order to get to the point of uploading one time per month and doing awesome, you have to also get to the point of being able to make that, you know, really good content. And that typically comes from making a lot of videos in order to, you know, get yourself to that point from the skill set perspective of being a content creator. Another thing that I wanted to talk about is that it's really important that we are objective with what it is that we're doing. You know, when we make content, we're biased to what it is that we create because, you know, we use the audio that we think is cool. We use the edits that we think are cool. We use, we make our scenes and our sets look in ways that we think, you know, that, that look good. And we present our content in the best way that we know how at that moment in time. And, you know, we're doing all of that stuff and we're biased to all of it. It has to be to a certain point in order for us in our brains to say, this is good enough to upload it to YouTube. 
And when we say, you know, this is good enough to upload it to YouTube, you know, we have made that assumption based on what we think is good enough, right? In order to actually get it up there in the first place and have the confidence to even put it online. So because of that, we're biased. So it's really important to make sure that we are being objective when it comes to our content. And, you know, when we look at our thumbnails and titles, instead of thinking, you know, hey, I'm doing, I'm doing this right, I should be getting these views, start breaking it down further. Okay, start asking yourself other questions, like maybe this thumbnail, I think it's great, but let's play devil's advocate with myself and try to find reasons that I think this thumbnail sucks. And those reasons could be that I need to hop on Google and start lo looking around for different thumbnails or hop on YouTube and start looking around for different thumbnails, I mean, and start comparing mine to other people's thumbnails and start trying to identify what sucks about my thumbnail versus what's awesome about it. And when it comes to my video content, maybe I need to start looking at what sucks about my content more than the things that I think are awesome about my content. And by doing that, you're going to be able to see your content with, you know, with a different set of eyes than you normally would with the process of, you know, Hey, let's just get this up there. Um, you know, let's, let's, let's make this based on my biases and get it up there. You start poking holes in your own content in an effort to try to get better with that as well. You know, when you're being objective, another thing that's really important, and this can be a big, like, you know, frying pan to the face, um, what I'm getting ready to, to recommend here. But another part of being objective is when you do start getting data back from YouTube on how people are responding to your videos, you know, like if, you're, if your audience retention on your videos suck, even though it's a big fat frying pan to the face, you gotta, you gotta own it. You know, you have to say, oh, you know what? I'm not able to grab people's attention like I thought I would or like I would like to. And therefore, I need to start working on my hook. I need to start working on maybe my audio isn't that great. Maybe, you know, I need to, um, you know, work on just the pacing of my video in general in order to keep people watching, you know, and, and you just start breaking down your content and the things that could be wrong with it for the sake of improvement and developing the skill sets in order to make the better content, right? But in order to do that, you have to step away from the biases that you have or that we all have. We all have to do this. You have to step away from the biases that you have toward your own content and be as objective as possible and try to look for holes in what it is that you're doing versus looking for the positive side of things that are just going to prop you up emotionally and, you know, and, and keep you doing it. It's more important to look at where the holes are because when you start looking for where the holes are you know my thumbnail how could this be better why does this suck why does my title suck then that's going to help you learn okay well i think it sucks because of this so then in that case if this is what makes it suck then how could i alter this in order to make it better so just start you on that right path right of asking the right questions but another thing is to make sure that you are continually educating yourself and i know if you're listening to this you are um, but i'm just saying you know youtube has a free resource called the youtube creator academy it's free put out by youtube and in the youtube creator academy there they teach you a bunch of best practices about youtube they don't go deep into like strategy or anything like that but they just you know teach you the best practices in terms of like hey this is the baseline stuff that you need to know in order to run a YouTube channel. And of course, it is possible to, to bypass some of that, but it just teaches you basic things like when you're writing a title, 
you want to make sure that, you know, the thing that the viewer would be the most interested in would be towards the front of your title. That's usually like a keyword or something like that based on their interest. So the example I like to give for this one, um, just to put it into real life is, you know, if you're making content about a MacBook, you want to make sure that that MacBook, the word MacBook is as close to the front of the title as possible and that you have some type of Im imagery about the MacBook, uh, you know, in your thumbnail. That seems obvious to experienced creators and it might even seem obvious as I say it, but there's an endless amount of content creators that don't do those sorts of things. And the YouTube Creator Academy will help you, you know, uncover some of those things that as you read them there, they'll seem obvious, but you look at your YouTube channel and then you find out that, you know, you might not be doing some of those things. Another thing, if you're not getting views on your YouTube channel to keep in mind is that it's also important to be mindful um, of our expectations as a content creator for YouTube. Like just because we make it, it doesn't mean that other people are going to like it just because we make it doesn't mean that it's going to get shown to a lot of people. Um, you know, YouTube is a website on the internet and we don't deserve anything from the website just because we upload content to it. We get rewarded. And if you have a notepad, write this down, you know, write, write this down, stick it to your camera, stick it to your computer, you know, where you edit your videos. If you're doing stuff on a phone, make a notepad or make it your wallpaper on your phone. We get rewarded when people respond positively to what we're doing. So our goal is to learn how to make content that people enjoy so that they will respond positively to it, right? And that comes down to, you know, the thumbnails that they're going to click on for the audience that you're trying to reach. That comes down to the titles that you're putting together for the audience you're trying to reach. That comes down to the actual content itself and how you're putting that content together. You know, we got we to gotta do it in a way that keeps people interested and keeps people coming back into what it is that we're doing. And when we do that, we'll get rewarded for it. But if we don't do that, then we don't get rewarded for it. And then we start asking the questions of, you know, why is my channel not growing? Which brings me to the, the next point that I have on my list, which is focus on the right things. That's my next bullet point. When it comes to focusing on the right things, that comes down to not just focusing on, you know, hey, how do I get people watching longer? Or, uh, you know, like, uh, how do I make my thumbnails better? I mean, that is, you know, part of it. But when focusing on the right things, instead of looking at it as just, you know, this is what my YouTube analytics says in terms of the right thing, I mean focusing on the right things in terms of the questions that you're asking. So instead of asking, you know, why am I not getting views and why am I not getting subscribers on my YouTube channel, start thinking, how can I add more value to the videos that I'm putting out? Um, how can I make this video better when I put it out? You know, does my audio need work? Does my lighting need work? Does my, does my framing need work? Does the editing of my videos, do I need to get better at that? Um, you know, start asking yourself those types of questions. Um, also asking yourself things like, you know, hey, how can I make this just a great experience for the people that I'm trying to reach from the moment they see my thumbnail on YouTube, from the moment they see my title, when they see that, from that moment until they complete my video, how can I make this as smooth of an experience for them and how can I just make this as good of an experience for them as possible through the value that I'm adding in my content? If you're teaching people how to do something, how can you teach in a way that more people can understand? If you're doing entertainment content, how can you entertain in a way that more people will be likely to enjoy? Um, if you are you know, getting people motivated about something, like how can you really tap into the core of what people really want in order to get them fired up and motivated to go out and achieve the things that they want to achieve, right? But just really digging deep into you know, those, those how questions in terms of you know, how can I do all of this stuff better? What skills do I need to improve on? What skills do I need to develop? 
in order to get better at making thumbnails, making titles, putting the content together, presenting on camera, even if you're doing animations, your voiceover presentation for your animation content would be the thing that, you know, that that's your version of getting better on camera, <laughs> right? So, you know, just making sure that you're, that you're asking yourself the right questions, because when you start asking those right questions, it's gonna start leaving, leading you to much more productive answers to where you can start actively applying things to your YouTube channel based on the answers that you're getting from the, the the better questions that you're asking when you're focusing on the right things. But I do want to tell you that, you know, YouTube, if you're new to YouTube, especially if you're already, if you're, if you've been on YouTube for a while, you already know this, but you know, YouTube does come with a, with a learning curve, just like anything else that you do. You know, if you are starting a new job, that job comes with a learning curve. If you are starting to play a new instrument, that instrument comes with a learning curve. If you are in a new relationship, that relationship comes with a learning curve. You get to learn the things that the other person likes and doesn't like, and the things they find acceptable and not acceptable, the things they stand for, the things they don't, you, know, you get to learn all of these, you know, different things about the people that you're, that you're uh, interacting with. And all that is part of the learning process. When you start, you know, if, if you've, if you, if you had never been to Starbucks before, and then you, you know, start going to Starbucks, you have to go through a learning curve of just what, how to order, you know, how to order a coffee, you know, you have to go through that learning curve too. But like when it comes to YouTube, you know, the learning curve is different because the learning curve here comes down to learning how to get other people to respond positively to what it is that you're doing. And you know, that comes down to learning how to edit videos, how to process your audio, how to tell a good story, how to come up with good video ideas, um, how to execute those video ideas, how to make a good thumbnail, how to get people to click on your titles, you know, those sorts of things are part of the skill development side of being a content creator. So I wanna encourage you, um, you know, as you're listening to this, you might think like, man, it's a lot of work for YouTube. And I do wanna encourage you and let you know that, you know, th there's there's huge opportunity here. And, you know, going through that learning curve, it's worth it. You know, it's, it's definitely worth it. But you do have to be able to make content competitively. And when it comes to competitively, what I mean by that is, you know, before all of us start YouTube channels, you know, we're watching content on YouTube. And one thing that, people often don't realize when they're starting a YouTube channel is that when you are considering starting a YouTube channel, you're watching a bunch of other YouTube channels. But in a lot of cases, you're finding those YouTube channels because YouTube is recommending them to you on your homepage or your mobile scroll homepage, um, or they're, they're recommending them next to other pieces of content. And that's how you're finding stuff. And you're finding that stuff because YouTube is showing it to you because that content has already reached that level of being competitive to where you're seeing that content. So all of the content that you're interfacing with when you are interacting with YouTube before you start a YouTube channel and even after you start a YouTube channel is content that is already hitting that that competitive nature when it comes to YouTube. And again, it doesn't have to be, you know, the best content, it just has to be at a certain at, at a certain level or in other words to where they deem it as something that is worthy of recommending to other people. So, you know, when it comes to your YouTube channel, just make sure that you are just really focused on being objective and that you're really focused on trying to learn everything that you can. And most importantly, that you're trying to develop the skills that you need in order to be able to compete here and that you are, you know, just walking into it with the right expectations because, you know, just like, you know, going to fitness, I actually mentioned this on, on my live stream last Saturday, but just like, you know, going into a gym, like, I, you know, like I, I pick up some Corona pounds, 
right? Some Corona calories, I think is what Professor Nez mentioned in the live stream. But, you know, I picked, the, you know, I picked up some Corona uh, calories over the, you know, 2020 because of that, um, you know, I'm going to, um, I'm actually getting some gym equipment here for my place. But, you know, like I would love to hop on the treadmill, lift some weights, you know, for like an hour and then walk out and I've lost all those Corona calories and I'm buff all of a sudden. But unfortunately, you know, I have to go through the process of sweating it all out and eating the right things and, you know, being on the treadmill, you know, several times a week and all that in order to, you know, get off those Corona calories. YouTube's the same exact way. You can't just, you know, step into YouTube and luck into a successful, sustainable YouTube channel. Now, you can come into it with skills that will help you get off to a great start. You know, like there's people that will start a YouTube channel and they'll have one video or five videos or 10 videos and they'll just crush because, you know, they know how to put content together. They've learned that. Um, or they just innately understand, you know, when they're watching other people's content, they, they understand how they put it together or they studied it before they started a YouTube channel, which gets them off to a great start. But, you know, for, for everybody else, you know, we have to go through that process of, of skill development and learning how to make content that people really enjoy. But again, you know, if you are struggling, I encourage you to hang in there um, because, you know, it is worth it. But just make sure that you are willing to put in the work and do what it is that you need to do in order to get yourself to that competitive level. And again, you know, it might take you 10 videos, it might take you 50 videos, it might take you 100 videos in order to, you know, burn through that learning curve. However, it's worth it. So this episode was a little bit longer um, than they typically go, but you know, I, I just wanted to have this conversation and just share some of those thoughts with you, um, and hopefully encourage you. You know, if you are in that process to where you know your channel just isn't going the way that you had hoped, um, you know, again, just hang in there. And I hope you learned something today. Thanks for having a coffee with me. Get show notes, resources, and more over at commentsovercoffee.com, or grab yourself a refill and listen to another episode.